You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, August the 17th, 2018, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us again this week is our old friend, Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, I find it interesting you say old friend, and I'm feeling a little older after last week, so we got to chat about that. Boy, we've all aged considerably on this deal. But uh, hey, before we get started, I want to point out uh, something new. Uh, that This week, we want to extend a warm welcome to our newest listeners on Spotify. Spotify is a digital music service that brings listeners millions of songs and now podcasts too. It's the newest way to access the Sprott Money weekly wrap-ups and these Ask the Expert podcasts. Hey, Craig, that's pretty good news. That's exciting. I know that uh, Spotify has many millions of customers, and uh, uh, we'll get to spread the word a little wider. So that's great news. That is very good news. All right, so let's spread the word, my friend. It has been uh, one of the roughest 100 days in the medals that I think either you or I can remember, and this last week has been almost had kind of the feeling of capitulation to some extent. Gold at one point was down $50 on the week from 12.11 down to 11.61, and now we're back up to about 11.84 this morning. Uh, you've been through a few of these in your life, Eric. Uh, any words of wisdom for everyone? Well, more than I want to recall, quite frankly. Um, but I'm sort of reminded, you know, there's there's things that the market does. Not that I believe in the market being an honest market, but the market does. Uh, that seem to go totally against the grain of what you would expect. And I was reminded that uh, back in the, uh, the the lead up to the Bear Stearns bankruptcy, as everyone was realizing, oh my God, we're gonna, we have a financial crisis going on. The price of gold went from 1,020 to 700 dollars during the financial crisis. Yeah. And of course, the the argument is that the powers that be, who know that you're in trouble, create a weakness in gold to kind of mask the trouble. But ultimately, you know, the truth comes out. And things write themselves, and of course, gold went from seven hundred dollars then to nineteen hundred dollars. Uh, so those who got shaken out would have very much regretted it. And uh, of course, everything I see in the um, physical markets is uh, very optimistic. I mean, I think of all these people that live in all these countries where their currencies are getting hammered. Whether it's the Brazilians, the Indians, the the Turks, the Iranians, that we're getting more and more people all the time, all of whom have a a, a sort of a disposition towards gold anyway. So, and I read uh, this morning that the Asian demand is very robust. Well, you know what? I'd expect it to be robust. I mean, the Indians consume a thousand tons a year out of uh, roughly 3,000 tons mine. Um, you know, what happens if all of a sudden they, they're, they, uh, they're witnessing their currency weakening and, you know, there's a, they, they buy 50% more? My God, the effect on the physical market would be astounding. Whereas, you know, you, you don't have that kind of demand in the developed uh, countries for the most part. So I, I see it as, uh, you know, we got to wait it out. And, um, of course, we do see things in the paper markets which control the prices that you, you and I talk about all the time, where the setup for gold to rally has been incredible, as it was last week when we spoke. And then some people were postulating, well, we'll get one washout here and re clean everybody out, okay? And, we, of course, we've had that washout now, and it'll be very interesting to see if, yet again, the commercial banks were able to 
decrease their short position and increase their long position. And, of course, the speculative funds going the other way, and they're going to set, set themselves up for getting hammered. So it'll be, it, we had great numbers come out last week in the Commitment to Traders report. I suspect we'll have great numbers again this week. And these things always are pretty well, you know, follow the wash, rinse, repeat uh, situation we've been in for many, many years here. And, of course, the speculative funds always lose. So that would suggest that gold should, should rise from here. In a sense, kind of the same old thing we've seen now several times in the last, really, the last decade, where the Western investors sell the paper and push yeah. down the paper price while the Eastern investors buy the physical. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I get very skeptical of a lot of things that are going on sort of in the world economy, if you will. And I was sort of harking back to uh, an item of interest this week when uh, Royal Bank of Scotland finally you know, was assessed a $4.9 billion fine for something they did in 2008, eight, <laughs> uh, 10 years later, the fine comes out. Uh, you got to wonder about the timing of that, okay? But I don't wonder, but I know exactly what was happening. They had to, they had to wait 10 years for Royal Bank of Scotland to be able to pay the damn thing. Yep. And of course, when you're a bank, you get to borrow at zero and lend at three. Hey, if you just keep your nose clean, you're going to make money. And you're going to uh, turn your your fortune around, and finally, ten years later, their fortune was turned around. They pay off the uh, the U.S. government, and the next thing you know, they announce a dividend. So, what a wonderful thing to be a bank, you know? And when, when you can own government bonds, you, you don't even have to include them in your capital. You can lever them as much as you want. Next thing you know, you know you've come out of it, and it's this favoritism towards the financial world that is, in essence, dispossessing. Uh, the average worker. So between that and uh, another thing I noticed is that we're get, we keep getting these statistics, U.S. economic statistics, where, for example, GDP came out of four, but they revised the first quarter way down, and therefore the second quarter went up. We had housing starts. They said they were up in July, but they had revised June to being way down. The fact is that the July number was worse than the June number. But when you revise the previous month, you can say it's up, and we're seeing a lot of that. It sort of, you know, makes me a little skittish to think that, you know, is this just a setup here that we keep getting all these phony numbers when we're really, we're not making any progress whatsoever, but the numbers look good every month because we've revised the previous ones down. So right. we have to be a little bit aware that those things seem to be going on more and more all the time here. Yeah, well, and, and as you said, in summer it's been a it's been a very difficult week. But that commitment of traders report this afternoon will probably show, gee, levels maybe we've never even seen before of uh, the the banks moving to where they are not the ones that are short anymore, and instead it's all the speculators. That would certainly seem to be a uh, a positive setup going forward. Yeah, no, we're there. I mean, we're we're perfectly positioned where things should reverse in terms of the, of course, the sentiment's just awful for gold and uh, people who watch those sort of things. They see that the sentiment gets so low, they can only go one way. I mean, it has to get better. So, yeah, you know, I think we're uh, we're all right that way. And I, I do look forward to seeing the commitment to traders report. And and you know, China seems to be coming back a little here. Uh, the premiums uh, were up uh, pretty good yesterday. We're up around six dollar premiums, which we were almost flat before that so you know maybe if um, if the, uh, between the, the various Asian countries that love gold uh, we could see uh, a pretty good turn here 
Speaking of sentiment, my friend, oh boy, did we get a washout this week in the shares. The the Huey Index has fallen just in the first four days this week from 159 to 139. That's a drop of nearly 13% in a week. Is that is that kind of a? I mean, you've seen this before. Is that kind of a capitulation yeah. in the sector? Is that just big? The final shares of big money getting washed out, and now finally we're at a bottom. Yeah. Well, all I can say, Craig, is it better be right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because that's all. That's a big decline in a week. I mean, you don't don't be annualizing that. I mean, right. we'll have to end these discussions in about eight weeks. Um, anyway, it's no. I've seen it before. And in fact, I can remember so distinctly at the bottom in uh, 16, the shares got pounded the week before for no reason. It didn't even seem like there was a reason. And it was the final capitulation one day before uh, the stocks went up by, oh, my God, I think they went up by like 100% or so in no time, in six months. So, no, I've seen this before. And people do lose confidence in it. And, of course, they're looking at, once you see gold go through 1,200, everyone's going, oh, my God, we're going to go below 1,000 or 700, numbers like that, um, which is extremely unlikely because nobody will be mining gold at $700. So uh, I think we're pretty safe there. So, yeah, I know it's certainly a sign of capitulation, and I hope that that's uh, what ultimately manifests itself here. And specific to a couple of con- companies we've talked about from time to time here, I know you've got a few favorites. Uh, any thoughts yeah. you can add on what's happened in sure. some of those this week? Yeah, well, of course, Curtin Lake got totally bombed. And um, it went from, I guess it had hit a high of almost 31, and it's at 20, under 25, I think, now. So that's a pretty good hit in a very short time, probably yeah. in about six or seven days. Uh, I can uh, tell you that, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm certainly not disappointed with, with how we're operating. Uh, yes, I'm disappointed in the gold price, but the operations have done well. As I've uh, mentioned before, it's hard to imagine what happens to gold production when your grade goes from 20 to 60 grams, but we have an ore body that we're going to be getting into that does have 60 grams. I suspect it might be, might be a little higher ultimately when we, when we get in there. Uh, so things can change, and talk about the foster oil miner, things can change very dramatically. Uh, we may end up being somewhat surprised how uh, how the results come out in the final analysis. So I think it's all good there. Um, Novo came out and announced that, uh, you know, they're seeing good continuity in uh, the Pilbara uh, drilling and testing that they have. Uh, the various conversations I have with people who have been on the ground, including people at Kirkland, Novo, uh, Pacton, uh, I think everyone is a total believer in the the sort of universality of the of the deposit and the grade. Although we don't have data on grade yet uh, that that we can bank on, but um, I'm certainly uh, pleased after the conversations that I have with various people about about what's what's happening down there. So we're we've got that to look forward to as well. And you mentioned some uh, Canadian stocks from time to time, too. The Garibaldi was one that you like. Do you still feel yeah. good about that yeah. one? Well, I do, and it's gone down quite a bit, actually. Um, I'm an over 20% owner. Being an over 20% owner, I'm allowed in a one-year a, a timeline to, to buy five <coughs> excuse me, private purchases, which I've now done, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know what percent I own, the 23 or 24. Um, but I can't buy anymore. 
and I'm 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 very very frustrated that I can't buy more because believe me, if I could buy more, I'd buy more. And when I look at the trading every day, and I look at the number of trades by dealer, and I'm always looking for okay, was there a big seller here? Or not? And I'm looking. Oh my God! You know the biggest guy sold all of twenty thousand shares. Twenty thousand shares, but two stock is like fifty thousand dollars. Like big deal, <laughs> you know. And, and he knocks us, and he knocks the stock down by five percent. Like, man, what what would happen if I could go in and just put a bid in? You know, right? And it wouldn't right. be for twenty thousand shares. So, anyway, uh, and I'm, you know, having listened to some of the interviews of the people in, on the ground there. I mean, I'm pretty excited about. What will happen when they finally get the news release out? We're all getting a little impatient about it. And um, I guess I, I find myself in that camp. I'd hate to think that some people are selling their shares down here when we might have one of the greatest ore bodies of all time. So hopefully there'll be a press release yep. sooner or later that uh, takes us there. And uh, But I'm, um, I'm excited about it, actually. It's, fu- it's funny to be excited because <laughs> the stock's hitting new lows, but I am. I think that is remarkable too, like you said. Somebody selling what would, I'm sure, to them feel like a lot of shares, but it, it's uh, not a whole lot in the big picture. I but think, yet, yeah, I know it's down crazy. it goes. All right, one last question, Eric. We had a uh, listener question come in this week. Someone looking to add some physical metal. Uh, I think really maybe for the first time here at these yeah. prices. And this question just mainly was. In your just in your basic opinion, is it worth it to pay the premium that's always associated with uh, something like an American Silver Eagle, or is it fine just to buy the generic round and save yourself some of that money over spot? Sure. Well, I have both, of course. I own lots of coins and I own uh, lots of silver. Um, I like the coins because they're fungible. You know, people will accept a coin. Pretty hard to move a thousand ounce bar of silver. Um, I think there'll always be a premium for the coin because it costs money to to punch out a coin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it depends on what size you're talking here. I mean, if you know, somebody's putting millions of dollars into it, I don't know if you buy a million dollars worth of coins because you don't need to lug that around. But um, I would say for someone who who wants something that will be readily usable, then the, the coins are, of course, the better vehicle. If somebody is speculating on the price of silver over the longer run, and you want to make a max margin on it, sure, buy the 1,000-ounce uh, bars or some other generic kind of coin and um, and pay less of a premium. Fair enough. And here's, I tell you what, that dovetails right into, uh, just to, as we wrap up this call, you know, the uh, uh, you Canadians up there have these RRSP accounts. You you, have, yes. you probably know some folks. Yeah. In, in, in America, we call them IRAs. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, you know what? Here we are with the depressed prices. We just talked about ways that you can purchase physical metal. And, of course, you can invest in your RRSP account year-round up there, even here in the summertime. And so Sprott Money has partnered up with Quest Trade so that anyone can buy bullion in their registered retirement account. I mean, well, what a perfect time to do it. The process is fast. It's simple. So don't wait until the deadline to invest in your future. Visit SprottMoney.com. Or call 888-861-0775 today. Maybe take some money out of the equity markets and put it into these devalued precious metals at this point. It sounds like a pretty good idea to me. Eric, thank you for your time this morning. We survived this week, and hopefully next week we'll have something better to talk about. Let's hope so. It's been a while, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly seems that way, doesn't it? All right. Well, hey, have a great weekend. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday. 